Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> Merry Christmas to all you AYS listeners out there. I couldn't, I couldn't contain myself. I wanted to open the show by saying ho, ho, ho. <laughs> But I just couldn't do it because the only times I say ho, 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 and I, I'm normally not referring to Christmas. <laughs> oh, but off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? I hope that you're having a good one. We know that we are as well. It is the holiday season. Do, 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 do. And we got a big show in store for you tonight on this Thursday night. We will talk some LSU versus Kansas State. We will talk uh, to, and we will talk a little bit in reference to Kansas State tonight as Derek Young from Rivals, who covers Kansas State, will be joining us tonight at 7.20. Let's take a look inside the Wildcats and what they have going on so that we can prepare for what will happen on January the 4th, as we do always on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Hashtag Ask Blake. If you have a question, fire it inside the Rudy Crew chat. Hashtag Ask Blake. John Hendricks. John J. Hendricks, the Saints prophet himself, joins us at 745 Central Time to talk the Saints and in book as the Saints have had a very, very interesting day. And John's going to break it down all for us as well, and at the end of the show, we will talk about the best Christmas movies uh, that you watch during this holiday season. What are your favorite holiday movies? And if you bring some Hallmark Lifetime Rudy Poonis up in here, we're gonna have issues. <laughs> we're gonna have issues. What is your favorite? I'll tell you mine. Uh, but let's get to a couple comments before we get started. Dion Black says, what about them lemon pepper steppers, y'all? You already know. Big Daddy's got it on them lemon pepper steppers. I'm pretty sure it, it can't come from me. All of you need to get in touch with Crocs and tell them that they need to be an official sponsor of AYS for how much we push out the Crocs in here. Absolutely. Carl Dunn says, who are you calling a ho? <laughs> I couldn't help it. I wanted to start the show by saying ho, ho, ho. But when I say ho, 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 it just never, you know, usually. <laughs> usually I'm looking at my ex-3X girlfriends going ho, ho, ho. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We're getting down a... Uh, <laughs> we're getting down a, a different path. We're getting down a grip, a different path. Uh, Tracy says, rocking the AYS hat. Yeah, we've had it for a little while. We might be doing some mass productions of it soon. I dig it. The people like it. It's the people's hat. Uh, Adam says, it feels like I ain't been here in a minute. Let's go. Well, have you? We've been here. We've been rocking, brother. We've been rocking. All right, let's get to a couple more, and then we're going to get started. Uh, Lamar Williams says, Big Pressure is in the building. Yes, sir. And Danny says, Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get this thing rolling. All right. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting that like button. There's 142 of you inside there right now. So hit the like button. Hit the share. Share to some Facebook groups. We would greatly Greatly appreciate it if you do that for us. If you're on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bell. We would greatly appreciate that as well. If you're listening to us on the podcast platform, you can subscribe there. If you're following us and listening to us on Twitter Periscope, don't forget to follow and hit that retweet button. So let's pay some bills around here, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons at betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. 
and tell them your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by or just stop by and see them over at 2500 Floor Boulevard and our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, we got so many bowl games in the works. Look, the NFL is going to be a little wacky this week, so place your bets carefully. But the best place to do that is at betonline.ag. Use the Believe 50 AYS podcast tab. That way that they know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Firing your questions, hashtag Ask Blake. I was going to get to some LSU um, Kansas State, and we can't do that, but let's get to a couple comments first. Uh, Holden Lee says, a Christmas story, number one, Adam Sandler, eight, cra- uh, eight Crazy Nights, number two, and Friday After Next uh, is number three. Bo Holly says, Die Hard, Christmas movie or not? Blake, it's a Christmas movie. For all of the Rudy Poos who say that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, not only do you not know what you're talking about, you're probably the Grinch. And you never got the toys that you wanted for Christmas. Let me tell you, um, my, the four movies I watch at the, like r- around now and around Christmas Eve, number one, Home Alone, number two, Home Alone 2, Number three, A Christmas Story. I'm going to give you five. Number four, Die Hard. And number five, the original Santa Claus movie with Tom Hanks. And I might watch Santa Claus too. If you don't watch it in that specific order, are you really living Christmas right? If you don't watch it in that specific order, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Okay. Pooh Bear says, hashtag ask Blake, what's Christmas without a Christmas story? I watch it at least four times on the 24-hour special. I can only watch it once, man. Oh, and Mark says Elf. See, I keep, I always forget about Elf. I always forget about it. Always, always, always. Okay. Let's get it rolling. Uh, Ryan says, full of deer. I've never seen that one. I've never, I've never seen full of deer. I mean, t- I said Tom Hanks. Thank you, Eric. Tim Allen. Thank you. I said Tom Hanks. That's my bad, y'all. That's my bad. All right, let's get it rolling. Let's get it rolling. Let's get, let's get onto some sports. We're not here to talk all about Christmas movies. Now we will because this is our last show of the week, and before Christmas happens. Also, also. Hey, buddy. Also, we just, you know, it's going to be a fun show. Got to get all of you to hit the like and share, though. You got to do it. Um, Look, let me say this because, look, we might be a little uh, chaotic next week with all the holidays and stuff like that. I know if you're like my family, we have Christmas at our house tomorrow. We have Christmas at our house Christmas Day. We have Christmas... Uh, on the 26th for parts of my my wife's family. We have Christmas on the 27th. I mean, dude, it's just, bro, it's going to be chaotic the next couple of days. So I wanted to get this Kansas State-LSU game out of the way for very quickly. That way that at least we've talked about it. And what do I expect? What do I expect from this game? Now, we'll get to Derek Young, who covers Kansas State here in a minute. But there's not really anything that I'm looking at specifically. Like, I'm just sitting here looking forward to. I think the only thing that I'm going to watch is how do these young guys perform? How does Brad White let them loose? How does he let them go? Now, pray to God that COVID and these COVID restrictions and COVID tests don't strike LSU like they're doing everybody else. If they if they do though, and you don't play, I don't don't take this the wrong way. It's not that big of a deal. As long as you could get those thirteen extra practices in, that's all that really matters. That's all really what the bowl game's about. The exhibition, yeah, maybe the money payout. Sure, everybody likes to make money, but. The part of what LSU really needed is kind of out of the way. 
you needed some of these young guys to get in practice and do good. Now, it looks and appears that guys like Mason Smith are going to be playing or be or at least available to play on January the 4th. Um, and I just want to see guys like him, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, maybe Garrett Nussmeyer gets an exception to play in the bowl game. Yeah, buddy. Go see. Go find mama. <laughs> so let me tell you a very quick side note. Um, I keep saying I said Brad White. I meant Brad Davis. See, I'm off tonight, man. I am off tonight. Um, but I want to see if Brad Davis lets these guys lose. I want to see what your young offensive linemen do. Does Xavier Hill get in there? Does uh, Marlon Martinez getting there. You know, does Austin Deculus sit out? What 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 are you who are you gonna start at right tackle? Does Garrett Dellinger get in there? And look, I don't mean this in a wrong I don't mean this in a wrong way, but you gotta let these guys that are younger get in there. And you gotta let them perform. I wanna see what Jay Ward does. I wanna see what some of these young DBs do. To say Ryan come back, can he make an impact? Can he do something that we haven't seen him do all season long? But you're going to be thin, and look, you're going to give up points. Defense is very thin. You're going to give up a good a good chunk of points. I, you're going to see a lot of new running backs. Ty Davis-Price more than likely is not going to be here. Do you have a situation where in the semester would be over? I mean, if, if John Emery passed all of his classes, how does John Emery get a shot? Because the truth is, the semester's over, and if he's back qualified, does he get a chance to play? Um, what's going to happen with your two young backs and Corey Connor and Amari Goodwin? So, where you don't need to stress over this game, and everything that's going on, what I will tell you is it's going to be interesting to watch and fun to watch what they all do as you're building for the future. But I would expect Brad Davis to let it all fly out. There, you have nothing to hide. You know, I, I've been begging for this all season long. You know, if I'm LSU, and I'm, I'm serious in saying this, if I'm LSU, I come out with a trick play on the first play. Who gives a shit? Go out there and have fun. If you're going to play, have fun. Don't let anybody hold you down. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, Jerry Zimmerman says, bowls are about competition. We're the fighting Tigers, not the strategically opting out Tigers. I understand. I understand. And, um... Jerry, I, I think that there's two schools of thought here, man. And this game doesn't mean – look, everybody has a different opinion on this. Do I want LSU to win the bowl game? Sure. Do I want to watch LSU play? You're damn right I do. But it doesn't mean anything. For the kids going to the draft, it really doesn't benefit them any. I, I, you know, the stupidest argument of all time is people saying, oh, well, they can, they can boost their draft grade with a good bowl performance. No the hell they can't. Maybe if it's the playoff. But a bowl game's not going to change what happened and what they put on film all season long. You want to see instances like Tyron Matthew when LSU played Texas A&M and he gets a couple of turnovers. You want to see guys and young guys at that go out there and ball out. Some of these kids have millions upon millions on the line, and you're worried. I mean, I get what you're saying, but are you talking about you being an LSU fan, or are you talking about what's best for the student athlete? Uh, Holden Lee says, according to line, Jay Ward might not play and go to the draft. Well, if that's the case, then why is he selling NIL deals? I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Uh, Robbie Robeek says, any word if Davis Price is coming back for his senior year? No. Uh, I don't expect him to come back. I don't expect him to come back at all. 
Uh, Simplified Crawfish Company says, y'all going to watch that big-ass Louisiana QB for, for Nevada? <laughs> yeah, Simper, I think so. I think so. Mo Peterson, what's up, Mo? Says, hashtag ask Blake, anything on recruiting you said would be a surprise but never mentioned any names. Yeah, there's some Notre Dame guys that are going into the portal. Kari Gee, uh, or G, uh, put his name in the portal after we got off the show last, or either this morning, or it was like a couple of hours after we got off the show. I can't remember. But a four-star safety that committed to Notre Dame that LSU was high after, if you remember, uh, has put his name in the portal. There are a couple other guys in the transfer portal that LSU is actively recruiting. Again, I think that everybody needs to understand and be comfortable with. You're going. You're definitely going. There's going to be some guys that I believe from Notre Dame. Now we told. I told you this a couple nights ago. There's going to be kids from Notre Dame that are going to go in the portal, and the feeling is is that they're going to transfer to LSU. Now I hope that they're able to pull a Logan Diggs. Logan Diggs is a baller. Um, but can you get a Kari Gee a safety and bring him in? He redshirted this season. Um, and so he has four more seasons left to go. Uh, Jason on Facebook says, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, sir. Merry Christmas to you as well. Uh, Nick says, uh, spill the recruiting beans. There you go. I just fully expect, um, I I just think that you're going to get some from Notre Dame. You might get the wide receiver, uh, from UTSA. I think it was. Uh, they're high after him, and they're going to go after more offensive linemen and athletic offensive linemen, not these, you know, as Buddy Sanji would call them, the, the chubby bastards. Uh, Semper says, Blake, just wanted to let you know all the LSU sports shows. I watch this is the most entertaining and most informative of them all. Thank you. Thank you, Semper. I appreciate that, and I hope that you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Uh, Jason Morgan sends us four ninety nine via super th- uh, super chat. Thank you, sir. He says Scone still acting like Texas and Miami got those NIL deals approved and LSU is behind. Look, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way, um, and I I don't know how else to to call it out or to say it or to do it. And I hope these guys have a great Christmas. But stop lying. Like, do the research of Texas still having to be in compliance with the charity of the offensive lineman getting paid. So is Miami. Google it. There is a lot of empty promises behind this NIL shit. A lot of empty promises. All these guys at Texas A&M got an NIL deal. Show me. Show me. But there's a lot of empty promises. Come here. So I, I'm I'm tired of all of that. All right, listen, Daddy's got a guest coming on, so you got to tell him hello. Tell him Merry Christmas. Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You, you got like cookies and all this kind of stuff. Are you making cookies with Mama? You got a tattoo. Show him. All right, love you. Daddy's got to get to his guest. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Love you. <laughs> All right. Let's get to our friend Derek Young who covers Kansas State. Buddy, come close the door. This is this should not be bring your children to work day, but apparently it is. Come close the door. Oh, my gosh. All right. Let's get to Derek Young. We'll do that right after we get to this break. None better than our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Drake Williams Law Firm. Dot com and our good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Guys, have you been affected by Hurricane Ida? Is the insurance company giving you the runaround on your claims? Get in touch with the Drake Williams Law Firm today. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. 985-386-7600. That's 985-386-7600. And they will give you a free consultation and contact your insurance company and help you get to a better service and look the only bad thing that the worst thing that can happen is literally they tell you that there's nothing that they can do that's a drake williams law firm.com 985-386-7600 tell them your good friend blake rafino at ays 
sent you on by it. Our good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. 225-937-7220. 225-937-7220. Guys, I brought Richie out to my house a couple of weeks ago, and he literally did a 3D sketch of my entire house and all of the landscaping that we're about to do. This technology and the service and the quality that they have beats any other landscape company that I've ever been a part of or ever dealt with. That's Richie Roche at Roche's Lawn and Landscape. Again, 225-937-7220. Tell them Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. All right, let's go to our friend Derek Young, who covers Kansas State for Rivals. Derek, I know it's around the holidays. Thank you for coming on, man. There's a lot of craziness going on on the LSU side and Kansas State as well. How are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Look, I, I don't really want to get political or about COVID or opting out and transfers, but LSU has had their issues with all three. Just tell our listeners, is there anything going on with Kansas State that you guys are monitoring? Is there problems with the roster like LSU is suffering? Or does everything seem to be okay so far and they're ready to go for the bowl game? Uh, everything is actually pretty okay for them. Now, they just sent all the players home for Christmas break, so so we'll see what happens on that front um, upon their return because, obviously, that can, that can create issues in itself with the, just the landscape that we're in when it comes to COVID-19, of course. But as far as I know, they, don't have, they may have some active cases, but I'm not aware of any. I'm actually aware that they were kind of dealing with the flu bug the last mm-hmm. week, and that was kind of going through the team, not necessarily – uh, COVID and obviously they don't have any opt-outs they they've had I think you know since about October six or seven players enter the transfer portal two of those happened during the season and another four or five after the season and, and their last one was, was basically over two weeks away uh, at this point um, so they're they're really in probably better shape from a roster standpoint it sounds like uh, pretty convincingly obviously LSU with with the problems at quarterback if there is one position where you grimace a little bit right now for Kansas State it's running back now they have Deuce Vaughn so maybe that doesn't matter <laughs> right he, yeah he, he's a he's a, everyone knows he's a stud and he was an AP first team All-American and, and those don't grow on trees or anything of that sort but uh their primary backups both entered the transfer world already and Joe Irvin and Jacardi right so um, nobody else on the team has got a carry or a catch this year that's in the running back room. It's just Deuce Vaughn for the bowl game. So they'll be breaking in a, a new player more than likely at that point. Derek Young, who covers – or is a KSO uh, editor, senior recruiting analyst, and football insider covering Kansas State for Rivals, is our guest. Uh, look, how do you how do you see this game going on? Because, I, look, LSU has talent. And we've seen them compete with Alabama, only holding them to six running yards or rushing yards. But, look, they got a lot of the opt-out. So, accounting all of that, how do you see this game going on January the 4th? It's probably going to be a close game. Now, LSU is considerably more talented, but they've kind of played to the, you know, the caliber of their opponent, whether that's a really good really good opponent or a really bad opponent, that they, they kind of let people Absolutely. hang around regardless of who's on the other sideline. Kansas State's probably going to be, like we just said, and – a better health standpoint and all that. Skylar Thompson will be healthy at quarterback to play the game as well. So uh, I envision a pretty close game because LSU has been in a lot of close games this year. Kansas State's been in a lot of close games this year. And and LSU's probably can still out-talent them, out-talent the Wildcats, but it's going to be harder to do so when a lot of their best players are not going to play. Right, and depth comes to be a big issue for LSU as this game goes on. Uh, look, and coaching. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny how coaching actually matters, right? Uh, yeah. You know, Derek, I, I think for me, I, I'm right there with you. You know, there's a lot of things that I'm intrigued about this game because, look, there's going to be a lot of kids and a lot of players that hasn't really played a lot for LSU this year against really a good and fundamental Kansas State team. For our listeners who have not watched Kansas State a lot, what have what have been what has been their strength this season and maybe some of their weaknesses? Um, they're pretty good. Uh, they they besides about a three or four game stretch where you know the the majority of their losses gained. They played really good defense this year. Um, the first three conference games, notwithstanding, it's probably been one of the better defenses in the Big Twelve. Um, they have 
an AP, I think, honorable mention and, and um, defensive lineman that was the Big 12 defensive lineman of the year, Felix Anidike Yazama. He had a game where right. he recorded four sacks. And if not for rules technicality, it would have been a six-sack game and would have tied the NCAA record. So he's he's quite a stud. They got some players on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, it's been, you know, kind of a mixed bag. And they were already re- relieved the offensive coordinator from his duties. So they'll, they'll be breaking in, breaking in a new interim offensive coordinator and does happen to be a former Heisman runner-up Colin Klein, as a right. lot of people will probably remember that name. He'll be the offensive coordinator for Kansas State in the bowl game, and, and perhaps he'll become um, the, the permanent guy if, if he, I guess, impresses the head coach enough in the, the lead-up to the game and then the game itself. So, But their passing game has is inconsistency is probably being too nice, but that's what I would characterize it as. And just not a lot of dynamic weapons on the offensive side of the ball. A pretty good offensive line, but in terms of the skill position, it's Deuce Vaughn, and then you know we're trying to trying to find some other characters to really explode on that side of the ball. There, we do have a lot of questions coming in for you here. One, we started this show about best Christmas movie, and a lot of people are asking, so I'm just going to ask you get a little off yeah. topic and then get back. But Blaine Smith says hashtag Ask Derek, what is your favorite Christmas movie? If Die Hard counts, I would say Die <laughs> Thank Hard. Thank you. Thank you. If the, but if not, Home Alone. I think I would go Home Alone. I know a lot of people like the Grinch, Elf, Christmas Vacation, but I'm more of a Home Alone guy. Look, how do you not count Die Hard as a Christmas movie? I mean, I really, Derek, I really don't understand it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a good movie. I'll watch it any time of the year, really. Oh, I'm real, like literally as soon as we're off of this podcast – like I'm going to watch it. Like that's not yeah. <laughs> that's that's my plans. Uh, and Bo Holly says hashtag Ask Derek. What is your final score prediction uh, of this game? Where do you see this game? Do you see it being like a 25 to 30 point game, or do you see it kind of going back and forth for both of them? It'll stay tight, I think, throughout the game. Now, here's the one thing I I I've kind of did some research on because we always hear about the sec teams if they're not playing in a premier bowl how much do they care mm. you look at lsu's bowl history they're pretty good in bowl games they're not like a lot of the sec teams where they take take that game off maybe we'll see if that changes with the basically an interim lame duck coaching staff i don't know if that changes the dynamics but generally lsu plays pretty well in a bowl game so i think they win but i think we're looking at a you know a touchdown game It'll be decided by seven points, 31, 24, something like that, or maybe 28, 21. It'll be, it'll be within a score. I think I, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, there's not, you know, and especially just, I think coming off the simplicity of, and I really, you know, Derek, I, 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 I kind of feel bad because I want to, I like, I agree with you, but then on the back of my head, I'm like, dude, we don't know what these younger guys for LSU is going to do. Like there's more questions there than there is maybe yeah. for Kansas State. So I'm kind of like, man, I don't <laughs> – I'm just finally going to have a game where I sit back and I'm like, man, I really just I really just don't know. Uh, Derek Young is our guest. We'll let you guys know where you can follow him on social media and everything like that. Uh, a couple more for you, brother, and we'll, we'll get you out of yep. here. And so gracious for your time during the holiday season. If there's one player that's going to stand out for Kansas State uh, on January 4th, who is that one player that you're specifically picking – that you think they can do some good things against LSU? LSU's offensive lines kind of been a mixed bag this year. I mean, they were one of the worst rushing offenses at one point and then just exploded on the ground. So I don't know what to think of their offensive line, but Felix Andy DK Uzama is one of the best defensive linemen in the Big 12. Um, I already talked about that. I think he had 12 sacks, maybe a little, a little bit more, a little bit less. I, I don't have that exact number off the top of my head, but he's a pretty good ball player. And I think that, you know, some of the defensive alignment have had success against the Tigers this year. So that one jumps off the page to me just because uh, he's also a pretty young player. And when you talk about this portion of practice, uh, football practice for any program, this is where young players can really take off. And the fact that he was already pretty good, I would have to think that he has potential to, to have a really, you know, a pretty solid performance. And Deuce Vaughn um, offensively, just because he is their best player, of course. But, you know, now he's got three, four weeks of rest, so he's going to look even more fresh. Um, LSU, pretty fast defense, but uh, he he faces some 
you know, some talented defenses in the Big 12 too. Baylor and Oklahoma State were two of the best defenses in in the country this year, and and he still you know wreaked havoc. It doesn't really. He's a good football player regardless of the opponent, regardless of the the talent on the other side of the ball, because he could play anywhere in the country. Right. And look, only a six point game against Oklahoma. I get it. I know how it was. It still was competitive against Oklahoma State. I don't think that this is a pushover. Some LSU fans think that it is. And I think that LSU could be – they're going to get into a physical mismatch at times if they're not prepared, if they're not ready to go. Uh, Derek, last one, my man, and we'll get you out of here. I, and I know that this is kind of a general term, and I know it's from LSU, but you're from an outside-looking-in standpoint, right? Like you had Bill Snyder. You have a lot of guys there that come back to Kansas State. When you see something like what happened at LSU, when you see Brian Kelly leave Notre Dame to come here, Les Miles, Miles, Ed Orgeron being fired in the middle of the season, for a a program that's had a coach in Bill Snyder that's been there for so long, and you've covered them, and I know that you're an Ohio native, but what is the fan base at Kansas State thinking about this whole LSU thing uh, right now and everything that they have going on? Is there like a, like, man, this is just chaos or yeah, it, it, yeah, it's chaos. Right. <laughs> it's chaos. It, it was because my, I mean, Miles Brendan was in the transfer portal, and then he is not in the transfer portal. Max Johnson's already committed to Texas A&M. Right. Garrett Nussmeyer sh- sh- could be playing, but then you don't know because of the redshirt thing. Because it, it's not in his best interest to play. It's really not. Um, right. I agree. Because why would you wait a year with or on one bowl game that your fans probably don't care about even that much, uh, let alone the the locker room? And it's for a coaching staff that's not going to be there, so he probably shouldn't play. Um, so that throws it in there, and are you going to play a walk on quarterback or converted wide receiver? And then all of a sudden, now we're talking about a waiver, um, uh-huh. and that's before. And and I don't, and may, and I understand. Like I'm sympathetic to that to what's going on there, but the, I think the waiver is kind of. I think that's kind of uh, silly because I think they already get enough charity. They get to play four games. Like you mm-hmm. used to not be able to play at all. Right. If you were a <laughs> so four games is quite a bit of charity, but that's, that's besides the point, but yeah, chaos, because that doesn't even begin to talk about what's happened from a coaching standpoint. Um, they fired each of their last few coaches, um, Les Miles and Ed Orgeron. They both won a national title. Um, Nick Saban won a national title. Now he's at one of their rivals. And now they have Brian Kelly, who's faking a Southern accent, you know, <laughs> after, after leaving LSU. And I had, to, I had to get that in there. I think Brian Kelly's going to do a really good job of LSU. LSU is one of the best jobs in America, probably a top three job because the standard is so high. The, the, the compensation is so high. You just took a coach from Notre Dame. That tells you how good of a job LSU is. And, it's, it's easy to win a national title there. Every coach does it. Right. Well, you do have one more because this is a fan uh, question. They keep yeah. asking about Kansas State's quarterback. Who will the QB be? But uh, just, I mean, you can go into there. Who Who's going to be the, the starting guy for Kansas State uh, against LSU? Yeah, it's going to be Skylar Thompson. He's going right. to be healthy enough to go. Now, if it was Will Howard – um, I, I think LSU probably becomes a double-digit favorite. They might already be a double-digit favorite. I'm not sure. I haven't even seen the line. I haven't um, looked at it either. <laughs> but uh, if Skylar Thompson's quarterback, and I have every reason to expect him to be the quarterback, I think, it, like I said, it's a one-score game. All right. That's Derek Taylor. Man, we're going to have to bring you back before the game. Our Derek yep. Taylor, Derek Young. Uh, we're going to have to bring you before the game starts. Hopefully, I just wanted to get, us in, get you in here and talk about uh, Kansas State and LSU before the game starts because you know how holiday seasons is, man. It's always yep. chaotic. But tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff, and I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, well, I'm on Twitter. I'm at DYoungRivals. I'm with the Rivals.com network, but it's uh, K-State Online's the site, and I, I've been doing it since 2017 uh, for Kansas State. I covered Iowa beforehand. Um, but, yeah, KStateOnline.com. It's part of the Rivals network, and on Twitter, DYoungRivals. Thank you, my friend. You have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely, anytime. That is Derek Young. Guys, I mean, look, great to have him on because it gives us some insight uh, about Kansas State. I mean, it's, I'm sure a lot of you don't. <laughs> you know, I had a couple comments in here like, hey, man, we really didn't follow Kansas State a lot this uh, uh, this year. And I understand it. That's why we bring on great guests like Derek so we can uh, so you can hear it. I, I see some people firing in here. LSU's a uh, – it's like a three-and-a-half-point favorite, which is so shocking to me, man. 
LSU plus three and a half, so they're not the favorite. They're the three and a half point underdog. Yeah, I was about look, I was about to say, there's no way, man. I mean, with everything LSU, and, and look, I'm if we're being Chris, if we're being honest here, LSU only being a a let's call it what it is, a four point underdog. I I don't <laughs> look. I do. I think LSU can go in here and win. Yes, like I do think LSU can go in here and win. But man, when you're missing co- the coaching staff and the players that you're missing, I I, I mean, look, it's. I just think it's going to be tough. I'm. It's just going to be tough, and I'm not saying they can't do it, but I'm just not expecting it either way. Uh, Ryan Tibio says, "Come on, you uh, UCF hashtag Gus Bus." Oh my gosh. I'm a little surprised that he didn't try to go after Bo Nix harder than he did. Uh, Carl Dunn says, Florida 10, UCF 9. Yeah. I was watching it before the show started, man. I'm just not just not really fired up for that game. Uh, Simber says, LSU will win this game. Look, they may. They may. And I'm not trying to shoot. Guys, you know this. I'm not trying to shoot LSU down. The only thing that, that worries me, like the only thing that worries me is just the simple fact that that you have so many people out. Guys, you're going to have, if you're lucky, like if you're lucky, you might have 48, 49 scholarship guys playing. If you're lucky. With that being said, when Kansas State has 80 and you have 41, it's not saying that you can't win. It's just to say it's a lot tougher. So, I <laughs> I just don't have uh I just don't have any expectations really. I know that sounds sad, but I just really don't. Uh Penn Jones says 31-24 LSU could be. But guys, here's another thing. Are we going to score 31 points with a walk-on quarterback? that we've never seen play. Like, I, I know a lot of people are talking about John Trey Kirkland. Maybe he's in there. Maybe he's not. But we're talking about scoring 31 points with Matt O'Dowd. And I'm not trying to poo-poo on Matt O'Dowd. But if LSU is going to win it, it's going to be like 17-14. That's how I see it. <laughs> Run the football, punt it, <clears throat> do whatever you got to do. <clears throat> but, guys, you do have a walk-on quarterback. You do have on a walk-on. All right, we're going to get to John Hendricks in just a minute. I just texted him and let him know he can come on in whenever he, uh, he wants to. Uh, and we'll bring him in here and talk some Saints. Uh, Bo Holly says, if I were a freshman or sophomore, I would be coming our balls. I I would be coming our balls to the wall, boot up. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, Chris English says it was 48-49 until they gave a couple of walk-on scholarships. Exactly. They gave two. And so you might – again, you're going to be lucky. There's going to there's gonna be other guys that are probably going to opt out. There's going to be other guys that might go down. You know, God forbid with everybody testing positive for COVID. Guys, you got to have no issues to play this ball game. Zero issues. And look, you got – you got a minute, man. You got, what, nine, ten days? Not saying it can't, but you're going to have to run the football. Uh, Marvin Mackey says, uh, no, 17-14 LSU. Look, it's going to have to be. And I'm and I'm not trying to, <laughs> as Semper says, Matt O'Dowd about to show out. Maybe he will. But it's like, you know, we're about to talk to John Hendricks. Are we expecting Ian Book to come in here for the Saints and light it up like his name's Tom Brady? Like, what would you do if Ian Book came in here this upcoming Monday and started laying the smack it down on everybody's candy ass? Now, first off, if he did, <laughs> everybody's going to be celebrating. But I just don't see... Matt O'Dowd, the true freshman walk-on quarterback, putting up massive amounts of points. 
Maybe he does, man. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. All right, let's get to John. Speaking of John Hendricks and Ian Book, especially, let's get to John Hendricks. Let's get some pay, uh, bills paid around this thing, and then we'll get to him. None better than our good friend, John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. Guys, are you buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even wanting to do a cash-out refi? The timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. If you want that, if you want to buy that new home, save money on that new mortgage, you're doing the cash-out refi. Guys, I'm going through the process now as we just added on to our house and refinancing. John and his team has been absolutely fantastic. Being there with us every step of the way. Purchase, refinance, build, and renovate. Nobody's better than John Patton. Again, 225-614-1234. Tell him, Blake, Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's get to our man, John J. Hendricks. The people in the streets call him the Saints Prophet. John, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How about y'all? We're Well, look. There really wasn't a lot of Saints news today, so I guess we're all good, right? Nah. Obviously, I'm Nah, this is boring. <laughs> this is the part where I'm like literally sat my butt in the chair and didn't leave for a couple hours. That's just like I, I had to go to the bathroom. That was about it. But I'm like, so much happened and so much chaos. And that's just kind of been the season in a nutshell. But yeah, it's 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 fun. The I, day that all was, right, go ahead. My bad. I'm sorry. No, as I say, if it wasn't, then I, I don't know. The, I don't know what it'd be like. The I mean, day even a team that like the Jaguars has stuff happening. <laughs> right. I, the day that the Saints – I mean, the Saints, that LSU was hiring and firing coaches, uh, you know, position coaches. John, I sat right here, did not move, and was on the phone. And my wife, like, walks in. It's like, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up. Kevin Falk's not coming back as a running backs coach. <laughs> you know, sources. <laughs> Kevin Falk's not coming back. You know, and it's like, I hate those days. But – we do got to talk about it. John, this is about to be the most chaotic thing that the Saints have gone through. I mean, look, Bounty Gate is one thing, but this has got to be one of the more chaotic things. I know you put out a very funny tweet, but you're being serious. I mean, look, it's Ian Book, and he's the only guy there. What do you do? To, do you think the Saints are going to sign another quarterback? And if you missed it, Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon being out. Ian Book's the guy, but what else do you do just in case of emergency? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, if something were crazy were to happen to Ian Book, and again, he's got to survive the league's protocol stuff as far as COVID goes. So you're hoping that he doesn't get popped for COVID. And then if he's able to go on game day and start like we think he's going to have to start on this game, um, then if something happens to him in the game, Alvin Kamara is kind of your emergency quarterback, if you will. I mean, that's kind of where they were at. Could have been Adam Troutman because he played some quarterback in school, but you know, he's on the COVID list too. You got 11 players that are affected right now and you just hope it doesn't keep going because Dennis Allen actually called off walkthroughs and, you know, right now we're not even allowed at the facility. That's just kind of how things are right now across the NFL with protocols and stuff. But look, they're going to have to get somebody um, even if they just bring them on a practice squad. Because you got to remember with any of these COVID people that are on the roster, if they get moved to the COVID list, you can bring up those guys as from the practice squad is, is COVID replacements. And they're not really going to affect much, but you're going to have to get a secondary quarterback. They tried out somebody a couple weeks ago. His name eludes me because it was that relevant, if you will, but they'll look somewhere. I know people said, Oh, let's, let's, and I joked, it's like, Oh, Drew can come back and, and what an omen he could come back. That's not going to happen. And then Philip rivers was another suggestion. Just don't see it happen. But look, as far as we know, it's Ian book the whole That's way um, until they get past this COVID stuff. John, what would you do? What would you do if Drew just said, like, ripped off his, his shirt and tie and said, for the city, and he ran out there? I mean, it's not happening, but it would be the yeah. most chaotic thing in NFL history. It's not going to happen, but it, it, it'd be something. But look, I mean, I would just tell you that's the Hollywood story, right? It would you know, be. You have his temptation. It was temptation when Jameis got hurt because everybody's like, hey, Drew, come back and all that. And then. It's like, man, they need me. Even if it was just like emergency quarterback or just somebody helping in this situation, like that would just be crazy if something like that would ever happen. But it, it's not. He's he's pretty much come to peace with him not playing football again. So, John, take us through. And I know and, and John Hendricks, who covers the Saints for SI and does his own podcast on Believe, uh, Believe in Saints, will let you know where you can catch all of his stuff. 
we're, we're obviously focusing on the quarterbacks, but the Saints do have some other COVID protocols along with injuries. Tell us who else is out because, I mean, look, it was a long list of guys. Who else is not expected to play this upcoming Monday? Yeah, and again, it's, it depends on NFL's testing. I mean, it's Thursday, so again, their outlook to pop for the COVID test and to be able to play on Monday is going to be a little bit harder. Obviously, depends on vaccination status and right. symptomatic or, you know, all this other stuff. But as of right now, you know, you don't have your starting tight end and Adam Troutman. You don't have Juwan Johnson. You're not going to have Malcolm Jenkins, presumably. And that one's you could bring in P.J. Williams. So that's not a horrible drop off. The big concern, I think, is a defensive line. Christian Ringo is a guy that you're not going to have. Caden Ellis has been hurt. I don't think that's a horrible thing. Jeff Heath, Heath has been more of a special teams guy. Um, and then you got the real problem is the offensive line because you don't have Ryan Ramchek still. Mm -hmm. You don't have Teron Armstead at this point in, in time. And they were not practiced, uh, non-participants in Thursday's practice right now, which was estimated because Dennis Allen called off things and, and they're supposed to do a walkthrough. So we have to pay attention to that Friday and, and such and the final injury report just to see how that shapes out. But the guy they rolled in last weekend to uh, fill in Jordan Mills, he's on the list. So really they're down to one healthy tackle. That's James Hurst. So they're going to have to do some major shifting there. They've got some guys on the practice squad, like a Caleb Beninock as veteran or a Forrest Lamp, who some people might remember. But mm -hmm. I think for me, that's probably the biggest thing is a don't, you can't afford anything to happen to Ian book because you're in a situation like the Broncos game that happened last year. And then B you've got to get some healthy offensive linemen. in. so um, they tried out a couple last time, uh, last week and in, in some defensive linemen last week, but Right now, the offensive line is really where I'm most concerned because they're already down and out and can't afford much more. Well, John, they waived Will Clapp. I mean, is to my knowledge, he's not on an active NFL roster. Do you think that he's an option to, to bring back or no? Oh, yeah, of course. That's somebody they can bring in easily. And they had James Carpenter, the guy from Alabama, they used in the jumbo right. sets. He's also on the COVID list. So it would only make sense for Clapp to come back as depth and – somebody that can be used in those jumbo sets. I mean, that's just kind of a no brainer and guys like that. They always, those roster turns, those Andy Tanners, those, you know, Austin cars, those guys that, um, <laughs> that just pop in and out of the roster as the thing is, it continues to go, but that, that would be a smart thing for them to do. And I would expect some of these things, they're going to wait and see probably how some of these other tests show up and then they're going to figure out what they need to do to make sure they put together a, a good roster for a game day. Give me JT Gray. That's all I know. Let him start. The man's just the man deserves it. Anyway, he's one of my favorite man. Just everything he does uh, on special teams. Uh, John Hendricks, our guest. John, the Saints really need this win, and it's kind of like you're you're facing off not just against Miami, but you're facing off really against a whole bunch of other things. How does the Saints win this game Monday? I mean, look, Ian Book's a good quarterback. Okay, but the problem is, is that your his first start is kind of a must win, and it's a very tough situation to be in. How do you foresee them winning this game? Well, I, I think Nick Vanette said it best today when we talked to him. He said that they got to do enough things to kind of take the pressure off of him. And again, for what comes to mind is lean on the ground game. You know, Tampa did a really great job, and they always do a good job of focusing in on isolating Alvin Kamara, much like the Saints do a great job on Tom Brady. So, again, I expect him to have a little bit more success in the run game. Obviously, who's going to be available on the offensive line is one thing, but Kamara and Ingram, that one-two punch, I think that's a great way to, to help ease book into some situations. Do some things as a play caller, whether it's Pete Carmichael or if Sean Payton comes back, because, again, we didn't even really talk about him being gone um, still, but, you know, do some things at work, whether that's some tight end screens, some running back screens, some short stuff. Um, you know, I like the thing against the Jets where Marquez Callaway, you just throw a quick little pass right. to the sideline, let him do something with it, right? And so I think that's the thing is offensively, there's the challenge um, is to move the football. Defensively, can you replicate even a fraction of what you did against Tampa? Because right. Tua is a very smart quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. Their run game really got going last week against the Jets. They did struggle a little bit, but Duke Johnson looked good. Miles Gaskin looked good. Um, and then you have, obviously, Devontae Parker, Mike Giusecki. These are uh, This is an offense that's pretty talented. They've got some weapons there. And, you know, again, as, as long as you get the Saints, at, especially if they play at 80 to 90% uh, capacity on defense, I think – 
what they're capable of. I think they should be able to be fine defensively. My concern is, can you put together enough drives and get enough points to be able to weather the storm here? And, you know, lo and behold, Brett Mahar has done a fantastic job after all these kicking issues that the Saints have had. <laughs> he's got to be able to be money. And again, I hate to say he's got to be darn near perfect, but this is just the point you're at with three games to go. You can't afford to leave anything on the table. No, you're right. He does. So, and I, I hate the what if game, but I'm going to play the what if game here. Like, I, I really hate the sports what if game. Like, well, what if, what if, uh, 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 or uh, what's it, uh, not Cook. What was the tight end last year? Um, Jared Cook. Jared Cook. No, you're you. thinking Jared Cook. Yeah, what yeah. if Jared Cook doesn't fumble the ball? Like, bro, there was 59 other minutes. You know, like, there's other things you can do. But I'm going to play in here. From a quarterback room perspective, let's act like, you know, let's just act like these guys aren't out for just a minute. It's just the best thing that could happen for for the Saints in a way to see what they have in Ian Book. Like, I really wanted to see Ian Book play. He did some good things at Notre Dame. Do you think that this, you know, in hindsight, do you think that this is a good thing? I think so. Um, You know, again, I was really impressed with him as a rookie. And, again, like in in training camp and preseason, again, he wasn't – setting the world on fire. But again, again, we talked about it. There's a lot of mannerisms that I wrote about him that he had that were like Drew Brees. And again, I'm not mm-hmm. saying the guy's Drew Brees. I'm just saying the way he carries himself, the way he's kind of smart and the way he's a, a, a diminutive quarterback, if you will, because, you know, if you're not six feet and as a quarterback or whatever, you're barely six feet and there's that thing that they tell you you're too small or whatever. But um, Drew was an exception to that. But, you know, look, I think he's got – some great instincts. I think he's put some really good tape at Notre Dame. You know, the interest was pretty real on him uh, during the preseason and such about teams potentially wanting to trade for him or just calling, making calls about it. Not that they were going to do that, but again, talked about it a couple weeks ago that Taysom Hill had an amazing opportunity on his hands because, you know, with Jameis being out and Trevor Simeon not doing well, you know, we always talk about who's that next quarterback and everybody's kind of focused over here on Russell Wilson and, you know, Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers and all these guys. And then it's like, I was just kind of saying, if Taysom Hill were to win the final games, get the Saints into the playoffs, win a playoff game, it's going to be kind of hard not to talk about Taysom as a future option. But with Book, I think it's good to see what you have in him. Um, the circumstances are tough. You know, again, playing at home is probably better than playing on the road in Miami for him just because it's going to be in a dome. It's a little bit more controlled. I know maybe, you know, he has a little bit of eight mile, might puke a few times before the game because this is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's just that big of a deal for him. And so I think he's got enough poise and smarts and intelligence to be able to move the ball well. Um, Again, you don't need him to be Drew. You don't need him to be James. You don't need him to be Taysom. The thing about the quarterbacks this year, you don't have to throw it 30, 40 times a game for the Saints to win. Throw it 20 times, be efficient on those passes, move the chains, lean on that ground game. He does not have to be Superman here. Uh, two more for you, uh, John, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, I forget who asked this question, and I'm missing it. Oh, here it is. Blaine Smith says, hashtag ask John, favorite Christmas movie. Now, do you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because if you don't, we yeah, have issues. of course. Okay, all right, I, all that's right. A, that's a given. <laughs> That's well, you know how people get. And I really don't understand the debate, but what is your favorite Christmas movie? Man, I've got so many. I mean, you know, I'm a Home Alone guy. That's uh, like my too. tradition. I have to watch that. Christmas Vacation, National Lampoon. i got to watch that one. I've got to watch Elf, and I've got to watch the Santa Claus with my kids. I mean, those are usually my top few that I have to watch. And Maybe the Polar Express. It's kind of a cool movie, Ooh. but man, just anything that you can do Christmas wise is just. I love Christmas movies, and you know I don't care. Oh, and I'll give you one 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 that's nobody probably ever guessed. Ernest Saves Christmas. I'm a uh, huge Ernest fan. If anybody <laughs> anybody's older than thirty probably knows who Ernest is, and that's one of the best Santa Clauses I've ever seen in, in on a uh, on a movie. So. When I got older, yeah. I respected Ernest. I got to be honest, he scared the shit out of me as a kid. Right? Like, <laughs> Dr. Doctor Demento or what was it? I can't remember. Yeah, Dr. Demento. Like that. Robot and stuff. Like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff freaked me out, man. Like I tell Some my mom. Kids have no idea. And I'm 37, just so you know. I'm not a kid, <laughs> but uh, it looked like I'm 20 or something. But no, I know 
plenty about Ernest. Well, look, as growing up in a single-parent household, I always felt like someone's going to break in our house and they're going to look just like Ernest. Like, that's what I pictured, (laughs) you know, like our burglar to look like. Right. So. (laughs) Hey, Blake. Hey, Blake. Yeah, right. Yeah, sucker would have. I would have gone straight New Orleans real quick. Somebody was going to get clapped. They were going to get glass in their asses. Our boy from Holden Mayo says. Uh, Anyway, last one, John. If they win Sunday, and they go, what would they be? Nine and seven, correct? At that point, nine and seven. Eight and seven. There would be a win away. You think from getting into the playoff? I mean, the way that it's structured. Do you think they got to get to ten wins? I think they got to get to 10. Because here's mm-hmm. the problem is you can't rely on these other teams to do your dirty work. And you go Thursday night as we're speaking, you definitely could use the Titans to win because if the 49ers could fail at the end of the year, that could help the Saints. Right. You just can't get in a tie with the Eagles. That's the biggest thing. I think the Eagles, I mean, they got the easier path because they're playing the Giants this weekend. And, you know, as far as the, uh, the Vikings, they got the Rams. So I hate – and I said it earlier on a video I shot as like, it's going to make a lot of people puke, but the Rams, you kind of want them to win at this point and beat the Vikings because that right. would help the Saints out. So, and you know, I believe that this is a team you can, it doesn't matter how you started the first half. It's all about how you play now until the postseason again. And I think this is a team, if they can keep up things defensively and then figure out some stuff offensively, this is a team that I don't think anybody wants to play in the playoffs. And, you know, I know some people said, oh, they got a tank at five and seven. And I still just think they're just too talented, even with all the injuries and too well coached. Right. So I feel like you got to win these games um, ahead of you. And if they can beat Miami, I feel good about Carolina. And if it comes down to Atlanta week 18, um, man, you know. Oh, I'm going to go. is all I'd say. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go nuts. I, if yeah. it's a win all game against Atlanta, I'm going to be there. I'm just going to I'm just going to let you know, John. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and a great New Year, my friend. Uh, tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff and every all the great stuff that you're doing. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you having me on, and Merry Christmas to you and yours as well and to the uh, entire community, for sure, for Are You Serious? And so, look, uh, you know, follow us at si.com slash NFL slash Saints or just go to Saints News Network. Follow me on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. Just like Jimmy, no relation, because I always tell people I'd be doing some other things because I'd be <laughs> fucking real things, you know what I mean? So, um, but it's just like that, right? It's it's not like that for me. So definitely check us out on Believe in Saints. Uh, do a great show with Terrence Copper, and he's he's smart. We talked a lot about We didn't talk about it on here, but, you know, wide receiver's perspective on that Chris Godwin hit. That was a lot of um, smoke and mirrors and controversy that these Bucks fans started crying about. And so from a wide receiver's perspective, it looked like a pretty clean hit and it was football. So we'll go there. We'll go there right quick. Elaborate on that. Yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, again, you look at it and you're, you're told and you're taught, you can't make head contact, you know, you can't do all these different things. Right. And from a DB's perspective, you know, I, I drew this parallel again, I'm going to show my age, but, I brought up somebody like Steve Atwater who played for the Broncos and he was just a terror when he hit, hit players. He couldn't play in today's league. There's no way just because you can't do certain things. So again, you look at the, the play itself again, that's kind of the, the technique because a, if he catches it and you don't get him down, there's yards after catch. I also think a little bit that that's on Tom Brady. You can't throw your receiver into a situation like that. Nobody's going to talk about it. They're just going to focus on PJ Williams and what he did, labeling him this dirty player, all that. That's a bunch of hogwash, if you will, just the PG version of what I can say probably. But, um, you know, Terrence Copper, I mean, again, he said that's just how it's it's coached. Didn't think it was a dirty play. You saw Deuce McAllister on Twitter. If you haven't, uh, it's not right. a dirty play. Just so many people are so hurt, and it's mainly – Bucks fans and I'm you know look everybody wants to talk about that Devin White's dirty tackle on Jameis Winston love Devin White death but you know you can't do that and again uh, you know they had other guys like Anton Winfield hitting like that too so everybody does it but it's a shame that what happened to Chris Godwin I'll say that just anybody in general it's a shame what happened to Jameis shame what happened to Michael Thomas all these things but at the end of the day you know, do you want to play flag football or do you want to actually play football? You got to watch how you tackle. You got to watch where you tackle. This seemed like the ideal spot. I mean, you go low, certain people feel certain ways, but what else are you supposed to do to prevent somebody from turning a, a single catch like that into a big play? I'll say what you can't say. It's bullshit, and they need to stop, especially <laughs> especially when the left tackle Smith 
and we're taught this as offensive linemen, especially left tackle, and you're doing a chop block on the outside of the knee. Now, that should have been called, but they don't do that. Okay, so, I, I, look, I, I love sticking up for offensive linemen. They never hold, in my opinion, but that's kind of like the unwritten rule that you can't do. So, you know, and I went on a, a Bucks podcast and told them to so, you know, to, to I, well, I ain't going to say it on my show because I'm not, I'll get <laughs> blistered. But they, but I'm right there with you, John. They got to sew it up. So what you got beat. But either way, let's not get riled up right here before Christmas. Thank you, my friend, and we'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate that's, it. Have a good one. That's John J. Hendricks. Uh, we got, man, I really appreciate it. Just an awesome, awesome dude. All right. Okay. 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 Uh, we'll end it here. We'll end it here. Guys, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, we'll see you hopefully soon, but if we don't, we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, as it is the holiday season. We hope that everybody has a safe and uh, uh, safe and Merry Christmas. And I'm sure we'll I'll hop on here soon or at least Twitter spaces, uh, but we'll see you all soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.